Hi, welcome to Life and Application. I'm your host, Jay Huey, with my co-host, Jason Bierke. All right, so if I was to ask you that question right now, when you stand before God, is that your answer? What What would your answer be? So my answer would be, you know, I, I called upon the name of the Lord for salvation. I trusted in Him to save me from my sins, right? And you know, I believe that He's the, the Lord and that He died for my sins and rose from the grave. I put all my faith in Him and... I've allowed him to, you know, use me to, you know, to serve him for my days. So nothing about how you've lived your life or raised your kids or nothing like that. No, I mean, there's there's a lot of good parents that have raised good kids that may or may not be saved. You know, there there's no verse in there that says, you know, call upon the name of the Lord and raise your kids well and you'll be saved, or raise your kids well and vote. You know, Republican or Democrat, and you'll be saved. I mean, people like to think it's in there, but it's not. Right. So that's going to lead me on to my next verse, um, Hebrews ten twenty six. For if we go on sinning deliberately after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a, sa- a sacrifice for sins. And just so everyone knows, um, most of these um, verses that I'm using right now are just because of what I grabbed off the internet is the ESV translation, which I don't even know what that stands for, but. English Standard Version. Okay, thank you. I knew you yeah. would know. Yeah, it's it's a good version. It's um, it's uh, it, I won't go into all the details. It's definitely easy to read. It's easier to read. It's it's um probably on a ninth, ninth tenth grade level. Okay, just for all right. No, never mind. We'll, we can come back to that. Nothing, right. Okay. So, I want you on this verse to talk about sinning deliberately. That's the key two key words I took out of this passage. Well, I think it's pretty much well, exactly I, what it says on well, that. Well, no, but I, what I mean by that is like um, when I smoked, I knew smoking was bad for me, but I still smoked. I never thought that was making me go to hell or, you know, I wasn't, I knew it was bad. I, I knew I shouldn't be smoking or if, you know, there's all sorts of sins that people can have that are hard to break. They're bad habits. Yep. So, and, and it says, they are no, there no longer remains a sacrifice for that sin. So what does that mean if I'm deliberately sinning? So I was. I was deliberately harming my body. That there's no sacrifice for that sin? Like I can't, I can't ask for forgiveness of that sin? So that, that's where I'm a little confused on this one. So I need okay. a little clarity. Okay. So, you know... Going back to my you know, earlier statement, no one goes to hell on a technicality. Right. No, right? I understand And that. no one's going to go to heaven on a loophole, right? So what we have to understand here is that, you know, this is a great verse. I, I love this verse. Um, I should turn there. Romans, to point at, at the right one. Um, you know, and it's, it's all about a call to persevere. Okay? And so what you have to understand is that it's, it's not a you know one-time thing where you're where you're like well, I know that this is wrong but I'm gonna do it anyway right because that's basically every time you sin right correct right I mean every every time you sin you, it's it, it's a choice to do that right and you know it's wrong and you do it you may lose your temper or you get upset but and you do it right correct the idea here the context here is that. You know, you're made aware of it. You don't care. Right? You just don't care. Right? And 
you know, maybe it's, you know, um, being drunk all the time or, you know, harming your body. And someone's like, hey, you know what? You shouldn't smoke. And you're like, you know what? You're right. I, I need help. I, I don't know how to quit, right? Or, you know, it's... It's, it's, it's the person that tries to justify what they do. You know, like, well, this is the way God made me. God, God made me to like smoking, so I'm going to smoke, and that's it. That's too bad, right? And we try to, we always go back, and it's the I, 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 I thing. I have the right. I was born this way. I, this is who I am, and going on and on and on, and we forget what the Bible says, is that, you know, if anyone wants to follow Christ, they have to deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow him. And so... What we see here is that, you know, this verse from Hebrews 10 ties back into um, Hebrews chapter 6. And it's a, um, the, the reason why there's, you know, no sacrifice to that, I mean, sacrifice that can cover that is because that ties back to Hebrews chapter 6, which really in my mind, you know, ties back to Matthew chapter 12, which is talking about the unpardonable sin. And it's not like there's a person that would be at this point and would be brokenhearted that they can't repent and God won't save them because that's not that person. This person couldn't care less. And So see, that's what I needed to know. I needed to know the context behind it. So yeah. thank you. I hope that helps. It did. It, it, okay. it, it, it really did. Um, and the thing on the unpardonable sin, right, you know, I, I had a Bible professor at, at Liberty that explained it really well. He said, anyone who's concerned about doing the unpardonable sin for Matthew 12 hasn't done it, and they're not a candidate. All right, so here's one of the things that I grew up when I was little, I used to think. Okay. Um, just to clarify, because I used to think it was saying GD, you know, swearing. Right, it's not. Which I know swearing is a sin, and I know that's breaking a commandment. I'm not taken away from that. Nor should you ever say that. Right. But I used to think when I was little that that was the unpardonable sin. That was blasphemy in the Holy Spirit. Yeah, it's not. I mean, the Bible even says that whoever speaks a word against the Son of Man shall be forgiven him. But the one who speaks against a word against the Holy Spirit shall not be forgiven him, neither in this age nor in the age to come. Right? Um, Do you remember what verse that is? Matthew chapter 12. I think it's 28. I, I always get these... Um, let me see. I know I'm putting you on the spot, uh, there, but okay, I was off. It's it's not 28. It's it's verse 31, um, and it says, "So I tell you, every sin and blasphemy can be forgiven, except the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit, which will never be forgiven." Verse 32: Anyone who speaks against the Son of Man can be forgiven, but anyone who speaks against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven, either in this world or in the world to come. So that's uh, verses uh, 31 and 32 from Matthew chapter 12. And the context is Jesus just cast out um, a demon. The Pharisees saw that and they knew what he had done. They were already upset that people were following Jesus and not them. So they wanted to discredit Jesus. And so, and they knew that the only way to cast out a demon was with the power of the Holy Spirit. And they knew that. Right. Right. And so, but they wanted to discredit Jesus, so they intentionally said that he was doing it in the power of the devil, right? And so, that was, they had already, I mean, their consciences from scriptures indicates that they had already been seared, and 
um, they were more concerned, the Bible says they were more concerned about their position of, a pow- of power and authority and people following them than following Christ. All right, so my question to you, and this is completely off subject and we'll get right back, but have you ever done a sermon on comparing Pharisees to modern day Christians? No. That'd be a good one. Because I think there's a lot of people who are sitting in church that are the I, 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 which is the same thing that the Pharisees were. They were the same people that were sitting in church at that time, but were I, 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 I. Of course. Yeah. All right. So now my next verses that I'm going to give you are the ones that I grew up knowing that this is the reason why salvation is once saved, always saved. Um, John 10, 27 through 30. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. So, great verses, and they're very comforting to know that no other person can come and take my salvation from me. Okay? They, they can't pry it out of they can't pry me out of God's hand they they can't rip my faith out of my hands they can't do that but what people overlook on that verse is that it doesn't say anything about the individual who wants to make a willful choice to follow Christ with faith and then use that same free will to say I'm done and walk away so that's Kind of the, the delineation that I, I always use on that verse is that that verse is saying that no one can steal your salvation from you, but it's not talking about you w- making the willful choice to give it up. Okay, so that so that would fall underneath the same thing of taking the mark of the beast then. You're making that willful choice. Making the willful choice. Right. Correct? Absolutely. Okay. And again, I never thought of it that way. So remember, that's, that's good food for thought. Remember, no one goes to hell on a technicality, and no one goes to heaven on a loophole, right? No, but I think these are um, the reason why I wanted to really bring this up, and I, the reason why I printed out so many verses amongst us, and whether it takes us one podcast or five podcasts to get right. through this, and people can watch them at their own thing, is that um, salvation is the whole point of us being saved, and then the next point is just us getting other people. That's right. And we don't have the the knowledge that if someone brings one of these verses to us to be able to put it in context to 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 have a uh, a conversation with that person and turn that verse, regardless of how anyone feels, because regardless, I, I like how you worded it in the very first one. Hey, it doesn't matter if you believe you you, you can or can't. We we need to make sure that you never get to this point. That's right. You know, and and, and I Sometimes I like to argue or debate just because I enjoy it. And um, me too. I, I like being right, you know, like the next me person. Too. But um it, it it's I think a lot of times and like as I'm going through my Bible this this time again of trying to find the verses like, hey, I wanna know more about the context. I wanna know more right. why. And and here's the thing I, I, I wanna say is that, you know, my my biggest problem that I have with denominations is the same problem I have with political parties, right? 
once you affiliate with one, you're kind of almost locked into taking everything that that they have, right, on their platform, right? Right, absolutely. Right, and so you know, if you're you know Baptist and you're and you're like, well, Baptists believe this, so you have to accept all of it, right? I like to classify myself as a evangelical follower of Christ. That gives me freedom to say, well, Bible teaches this, so I'm going to believe that. The Bible teaches something over here that maybe Methodists believe or you know, Wesleyans or Arminians or whatever, or Calvinists, whatever. I, I'm okay with that because I'm a, you know, a Bible-centered believer. Right. I try to be as much as I can. Correct. Right. I, and absolutely. So, and I, and I, I also try the same. Right. And so, so, you know, when we're talking about, you know, the thing with, you know, once saved, always saved, or can you apostatize, right? From a very pragmatic standpoint, you would think that the person that says, well, you can get to the point where you walk away from your faith, that person is going to be more diligent in their life to make sure that they're not going down the wrong path or down a path that could eventually lead to that. On the other side, if someone says, well, I can do whatever I want, right? But but, but so here's my whole problem. Okay. Um, not my whole problem. It's, Lay it on me. I go, but... And, and and we'll tie this into a future podcast, but you have, say, 100% of people. You have 100 people. These 20, it's easy to say, it's easy to assume that they're going to help. The lifestyle, the life, everything that they're doing, it's easy to say. You have these 20 over here that it's easy to say, more than likely, they're saved and going to heaven. Obviously, we don't know people's hearts. I'm just going yeah. by what we perceive. But you have this 80 people in the middle that are at church and doing the works, but the Bible specifically says that the road is narrow. Mm-hmm. So out of those 80 people that think that they're going to heaven, the church has failed them mm-hmm. because the vast majority of those 80 people, unbeknownst to them right now, are on their path to hell. And and, yeah. and, and that's kind of where I wanted to... With this, to bring up the conversations and the to ask the questions in our comment section about, you know, because I think there's so many people that have uh, faith in the wrong things. I'm not saying that they're, that they're faithless. You know, they're going to church. They're doing the works. They're teaching in Sunday school. They're doing all these things. And they're good things. And, 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 and they are good things. But their faith isn't in Jesus. That's right. You know, and, and they don't even know that their faith isn't in Jesus because they said the Lord's Prayer when they were five. Yeah, and you know, and that's the thing is that, you know, I really believe that those, you know, that that group of 80 that you were talking about, if they were reading the scriptures regularly, they would be convicted to the core of their heart. Otherwise, yeah, the Bible is not true. I, because I, the Bible brings conviction and it highlights the areas that you need to change. And if you are reading it every day and you're part of that 80, it's going to say, you're, it's going to scream out at you, you need to commit to Christ. I 100% agree with you, but it goes back to one of our earlier statements about how, not, not tonight, but in previous times, about how when someone asks you at church, how are you doing? And you just want the standard answer. You don't right. really want to know. Like, as Christians, and, and, and I agree with you, if you're really studying the Bible, 
that path will be, you know, the, the light will be shined there. But our job, the whole point of this podcast is so that we can help people be that light to other people. That's right. And and I, I think, and that's why I wanted to go through these verses because I was surprised at how many verses when I looked up verses that deal with eternal salvation. You know, I was, I'll be honest with you, I was thinking I was going to get like 10. And, and I got like eight pages. There's a, there's a lot. So, um, but when God's talking about something that much, it means he's really trying to drive the point home. And I think as a, as Christians, we're not lighting that path to our fellow people. Right. Well, look up John 6.36. I don't know if you have that in on your list or not. I'll just look at my real quick. Look at John 6.36. Not John 6.36. I apologize. John 3.36. Not a problem. I always get that one flipped around. And anyone who believes in God's Son has eternal life. Anyone who doesn't obey the Son will never experience eternal life, but remains under God's angry judgment. Right. So what happens to the person that stops believing and stops obeying Christ? He still has eternal life. What does that verse say? If you stop believing and you don't obey... You'll never experience eternal life, but remains under God's angry judgment. That's right. So, so does the, that mean hell's not forever? 